He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, November 1, 2022. Do you practice Halloween in Botswana and Vietnam? <laughs> Central New Jersey, <laughs> my far-flung listeners. I don't know that, but I do know that I'm recording this on Halloween, and I'm going right now to pick up my daughter from her quotation mark school, and then I'm going to take her out trick-or-treating tonight. And by that, I mean into a controlled environment where we're not walking up to every pedophile's house but uh, a select few pedophiles. These are pedophiles, I don't know, these are people who's, uh, in the neighborhood in which I live, there is a designated, like, I don't know, 40 houses where the kids just go around, and I guess those parents or people who live there deck the house houses out with the most Halloween shit, and that's where we're going. It's very strange. People in my neighborhood don't trick-or-treat anywhere else other than this designated area. I don't know why that is. But being Atlanta, I feel that it's uh, racist somehow. Uh, anyway, I hope you are doing well and your week is off to a great start. I have a terrific limerick that I will tell you about. I'm not going to spin a limerick for you. I'm gonna, I have a terrific lineup of limerick comics tonight that I encourage you to come out and see. I told you I'm tightening things up at limerick. Yeah, this lineup is pretty ridiculous. I'll tell you about it in just a second. Because we need we need a show that is really, really hard to get on. They exist out there, but I'm talking, I told you before, I want, I want Limerick to be a show that I'm not good enough to be on. <laughs> and some people who've been there for me hosting might say, well, <laughs> mission accomplished. Anyway, I'm going to pick up the girl right now. You might not know, but there are all sorts of, uh, when you have a kid, Halloween is like a, seven-day parade. It's like a Princeton graduation. Fucking drags out forever. But unlike a Princeton graduation, it's not quite as self-congratulatory. This is very fun. <laughs> Shout out to my Princetonians who listen to this. Maybe some of you who are in central New Jersey. Uh, yeah, so all it's like all weekend, it's Halloween stuff. Saturday night, neighborhood event. Halloween shit. Sunday night, more Halloween stuff. Carved a little pumpkin, floated it out on a pond with a bunch of other people, and my daughter was hyped. What did I go as? I did not get my Anna costume. I went as a dude wearing a black leather jacket and a string of lighted little jack-o'-lanterns around his neck. But my daughter did go as Elsa from Frozen, and she was over the moon. We had a 10-minute walk down to where the event was last night, and she might have said, I'm Elsa, like 60 times. It's so cute and so corrupting the influence of Disney. I'll tell you what, though. I am not a financial wizard. I'm not a, I'm not a wizard of any kind. But I think we all would be safe buying Disney stock. You know, they say sometimes just look around. You know, like, remember when Lulu... That's what I buy. That's the kind of stock investor I am. I look around. I see Lululemon everywhere. I hear the CEO of Lululemon 10 years ago make some boneheaded comment. The stock drops off. And I'm like, I still see Lululemon all around me. 
let's buy some Lululemon stock. It's cynical. Same thing with like BP. They blow up the fucking Gulf. But that's like, you know, that's nothing to them. And sure enough, the stock bounced back. Anyway, uh, Disney is everywhere and I don't see it going anywhere. So I suggest we all load up. Here is the headmistress, Miss Monet. And here is, it's a good squad here. All right, I'm in the queue to pick up my daughter, and I'm going to pick this up in just a second. Actually, I'm going to sit here in this little queue waiting to pick her up, watching this uh, mom outside of a Tesla glare at me. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what. We're just sort of locked in like uh, a sword fight, a, me uh, a visual sword fight. Are you dressed like a witch, or you just look like that? <laughs> One of her teachers, it looks like, is dressed up as a bottle of ranch dressing. Uh, here comes a witch out the front door. You recall when we enrolled her in this quotation mark school that I was thinking it would be good to be around a little douchier of a crowd just to give her the sharp elbow uh, that maybe my wife and I don't exactly have or we have more than we care to admit. Um... But it hasn't been that bad. Most of the people we've met have been pretty nice. There was the, you know, it's diverse. They're all people of different races. There was a guy who had a truck with the Let's Go Brandon sticker on it. By the way, in the United States of America, global listeners, how old was my daughter before the school sent to say, these are steps we will take in preparation for a mass shooting at your child's education center? My daughter was three when I got that first email. Waiting. Where is she? So anyway, oh, there she is. I will uh, talk to you in a sec. Okay, several hours later, trick-or-treating has been complete. The girl is in bed, asleep. She's been asleep for an hour, let's say. I'm at home. It's Monday night. I try to protect Sunday and Monday from comedy. <laughs> from me insulting the craft of stand-up comedy i uh i don't perform it i stay home on sunday and monday and this was perfect because monday is uh is halloween and if my daughter was elsa over the weekend who was she tonight i've told you before the neighbor kid gave her a million disney dresses costumes today for and by the way she was dressed as elsa last night yelling the cold never bothered me anyway. She's singing the song. My wife and I are freezing our asses off. We're like The cold never bothered me anyway. Like, all right, Elsa, go ahead. Tonight, she was Snow White. <laughs> we're, we're in it, man. I'm telling you, buy Disney stock. That's the way forward. We had a very nice time trick-or-treating. My daughter has a cold, and she bravely, bravely committed herself to uh, developing a sugar addiction like most of us have in one form or another. Or maybe we're addicted to the way sugar catalyzes and is broken down in our systems. <laughs> Not much to report from trick-or-treating. So, like I said, Halloween is like a five-day event in maybe just when you have kids. I used to think, like I said, that I didn't dress up because it was like, you know, insecurity. And then I realized it's just, kind of fucking lame for adults <laughs> I don't really 
I don't know. It's lame for me to dress up. I, again, was a, a man wearing dark clothes with some jack-o'-lanterns around his neck. Here's what I want to tell you about Limerick. Is we have a phenomenal lineup in the the great, in the. I don't want to say the great tightening. I want Limerick to be sh- steel sharpened steel. I I want everybody who does the show, including myself, to feel like, fuck, how am I going to fit under this lineup? I really need to bring it. That's the goal, and. Consistent with that, you know who I didn't tell you dropped I, uh, on Friday's podcast because I was uh, thrown for a loop to hear of Dirty South's passing? You know who dropped into Limerick last week? And Chicagoland listeners, you might want to open your ears. Your ears, okay, guys? Pull the goddamn sausages out of your... Tiffany Haddish dropped into Limerick to do a set last week that's where we are with limerick okay you might across the globe be like he talks about this comedy show and it's free in virginia highland and he says he's tightening it up now he used to say that uh what the quality of limerick means for the city of atlanta is we need another comedy club because there should not be a free show with this many talented killers on it these many great comics You've heard me say that, and that's what you think across the globe, right? When you hear me talk about Limerick, across the globe, all right. But, you know, there's a there's a reach here. What does it mean? Well, it means that it's a good fucking show, and last week, Tiffany Haddish, one of the of-the-moment biggest stars in the world, right? Tiffany Haddish dropped into Limerick. So you never know who's going to be in there. She's one of the bigger, bigger people to ever drop in, but there have been big, big time people. And what's great is people know Limerick is it's not easy. It's not always fun. But when it, it's like anything in life, when it's when it's good, it's good. It's not like anything in life. When it's good, it's good. What am I trying to say? If you give Limerick what it needs and what... Uh, what the room demands of you you can rip and have a great time and it's it's kind of a a pretty pure form of comedy so yeah tiffany haddish came in last week so you might want to if you're vacationing in atlanta from uh, portugal or from the uh, republic of congo please come in democratic republic of congo i should add Please drop into Limerick and say hello. You never know if someone like Tiffany Haddish is going to show up. This week, though, my goodness, what a lineup we have. I'm going to tell you right now, there are seven comics on this week, which seems like a lot, but what are we doing? Patrick Seals is starting the show. He's going to be followed by Shelley Gruenberg, both making their return to the Limerick stage. Both do well in the room. They're going to be followed by Jason Halsey, who is there every week and is hilarious, and I'm thrilled that he's on the show. Sure. Jason Holsey is not on Instagram, so for most of the world he doesn't exist, but you can find him on Facebook and send him a message or email him and say, hey dude, can you do the show? And you know what I'll say about Jason Holsey? He gave me a tag. And he he gave me a tag and the tag worked. A couple things happened. 
couple things have happened here. And all right, let me, I'll come back to Jason Holsey and the tag thing because it's something I'd like to talk about for just a second. So after Jason Holsey, who comes on? It's Nate Allen, who, fingers crossed, will be the resident comic at Limerick for the month of November, and he'll be there every Tuesday night sometime between 9.30 and 10.30. So that's how we, that's a pretty good start. Patrick Seal, Shelley Gruenberg, Jason Holsey, Nate Allen, and then after Nate Allen, it's Crystal Pierce, undefeated at Limerick, Wellington Juku, and closing out the main show is Ian Aber. So that is, that sounds like a lineup where you're going to say, okay, I need to, how am I going to, where am I going to fit in here? Where am I going to, how am I, how is the crowd going to like me as much as they're going to like all of these other performers? That's a good way to think about it because all of those performers, all of those standups are going to be liked by the crowd. Candidly, more than the crowd would like me if I were on the show. I'm hosting it so the crowd might give me a little leeway. It's a, it's a it's a likable lot, and that's what you should think about when you're on Limerick, is how am I going to do here? That's what uh, steel sharpening steel. So check it out. You know what time it starts. You know where it is. It's, it's a strong lineup. What I was going to say about Jason Holsey and giving me a tag is, if you're not a comic, a tag is another punchline. A tag means... Something you can say. So, all right. There's a setup and there's a punchline, right? If you were to do another punchline after the punchline, that's a tag. So, essentially, you could say, here's a punchline, another punchline, and another punchline. Those are tags. Comics, there's a whole art, and I am not the expert at it because it's it's uh, it's like the rules of baseball. They're they're not super defined. the The unwritten rules of baseball, I should say, they're, they're not super defined, and they can change depending on the day. But there is uh, an art, a skill, uh, a native knowledge to how to tell someone you have a tag for them because we see each other's sets all the time even if you don't see the same people all the time you're listening to someone tell a joke and automatically you're thinking almost unconsciously this is what you should say there right not on a this would make it better just like we're all kind of chasing jokes and bits and if you say something that uh, you're just trying to think of like what would be the funniest fucking thing to say at all times. That's usually what comics are doing. And sometimes that leads you to, and this is really for the non-comics, obviously, it leads you to want to editorialize someone else's set. Like, oh, you could do that, or you could say this, right? You could, have you thought about doing that? And we all kind of do that unconsciously <clears throat> but most of us i think especially for people that we respect and admire unless they signal what do you think about this or is that funny or did that work or do you have any suggestions generally speaking you don't i don't think tag 
people's material. And if you do, it's like I said, with a, a, a bit of a social gymnastic, a social accommodation, like, hey, I have a tag if you want it. But usually it's like most people that I know that are close, that I'm close with in comedy, they don't want your fucking tag. They want to come, they, they want to think of the funniest thing. And I, and, I, and I respect that. I'm the same way. But also if somebody has a great tag that I hadn't thought, and, and it usually means they've thought about the bit in a different way than you had. And that's why sometimes hearing someone give you a tag is a little bit frustrating because you're not mad at them for giving you the tag. They're, you're mad at yourself for not having explored the subject you know, as comprehensively as you could have. That's, that's for someone who gives you like a good tag. There are people who will give you tags who don't know you and are clumsy and ham-handed about it and will give you a tag that doesn't sound anything like you or doesn't sound like in your voice. And it's just like, why are you even telling me this? It makes it a totally different joke, totally different bit, that sort of thing. People don't give me tags a lot. I don't know why. I don't know if other comics get lots of tags handed to them but if you know like I guess the, the, the key point here is most comics I know want to want to write the jokes themselves uh, some comics I know don't mind a tag you know because uh, they just want to make the thing the fucking funniest they can I'm trying to think if I have any but, alright, I need to reset. There is an art to telling someone you have a tag for them. And you don't want to say, oh, you should totally say this. Or you could say that. Uh, it depends on your relationship with the person. It depends on, you know, how funny you think they are. How, how in tune they are with your set, your voice, what you're trying to accomplish. Does this make sense? It's like probably going up to someone painting a house, telling the painter that you're a painter, and saying to them, have you thought about painting it this way? They might be like, hey man, I've thought plenty about painting it. <laughs> and I've chosen this color. <laughs> but... You, the person, the other painter, is saying, I know, but this color would be fucking hilarious. And even as they're painting, they might hear it and say, shit, that is a great tag. And then they could get in their own head, like, why didn't I think of that? I wish I weren't painting so much. I should be spending more time writing jokes. I ho Hopefully I've characterized. It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... A delicacy... It's, it's a delicate situation unless someone just gets into the green room like, hey, does anybody have any fucking thoughts about that? Or, you know, some comics, some great comics are known for soliciting tags and saying where you, you, you would walk in and you'd hear someone at my level giving someone two or three levels above me tags. And they're like, yeah, that's great. I can do that objectively be like why is joe talking to that guy like that and the answer is that guy is 
has solicited. He's 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 signaled to me he wants the tag. I think, but I don't do that. Anyway, the point is, there's delicacy, there's an art to it, and Jason Halsey one time gave me a tag, and he did it in a way that caused me to personalize it zero percent. I first of all, he's funny and smart and sharp, and I know he would be thinking in my uh, wave on my wavelength. But he gave me a tag that was uh, that was great. So the fact it's that guy who I think is funny, I respect, and I like as a person is not going to make me like some other person in comedy who I might not like is not going to make me immediately discount it and say, dude, fuck off, or who is this, right? And And similarly, somebody who doesn't like me is not going to probably give me a tag because, you know, there's, there's, you know, not a harmonious communication channel or an open communication channel. Anyway, the point is, Jason Holsey gave me a tag, and I'll tell you what the tag is. And I was uh, willing to use it. So I have this joke, and you, and if you go to, um, it's one of the more popular episodes, the episode called High Horse. It's I think it's the 10th podcast episode. You've heard me periodically refer to it. I have a bit about misgendering someone at a women's college. And accidentally, by the way. And by the time I get to the end of it, I characterize that happening. I guess I'm I'm giving away part of the bit, but who cares? Dude, I don't want to burn my bit. <laughs> I don't want to burn material. Well, if I'm burning it, you're, whatever it is, 25 minutes into uh, the 200 and whatever pocket. Anyway, I say essentially accidentally misgendering a student at a women's college would be like walking into a kindergarten and going, hi, kids, and someone saying, you know what, actually, that's Benjamin Button. And in the joke, which in that Benjamin Button line usually works, because it's just a fish out of water story, right, or a book by a cover story. Like, I didn't fucking know that I could, it never crossed my mind, that I, I'm in a women's college, how can I misgender someone? I get it, I understand. You, you, you know, you listen to the goddamn podcast, you know where my heart lies. Um, heart lies? The heart always lies. But that's all I had for it, so it was like, I would say, um, walk in your kindergarten, hi kids, actually that's Benjamin Button, and my line in the joke would be like, oh, sorry Ben, what are your pronouns, right? Which got a chuckle, but somehow I came off stage one night, Jason Halsey was backstage, and the way he communicated to me, and it was probably because I had probably enhanced by the fact that I had fun on stage. If I would have bombed, I would have been like, what are you fucking giving me tags for right now? <laughs> I want to go kill myself. But he said, now, he said, now and then. And I, I, I think I asked him, like, what, now and then? He's like, yeah, Benjamin Button's pronouns. So now, and I was like, that's exactly what his pronouns would be. 
right? Isn't that the story of Benjamin Button now and then? But it was such a... He teed it up perfectly. And then... I was in the right frame of mind to hear it dispassionately, say, that's funny. And then... Now I take it out and try it. And... I have to do this. I have to, the audience has to trust me enough to know that I'm not, you know, running for the United States Senate and the uh, or House of Representatives and the Republican Party that I want to kill all trans people. I don't say that they want to do that, but they have some fairly fucking extreme views. My God, these, what it takes to get elected. So now I can say, what well, I'm sorry, Ben. What are your pronouns? Now and then? And it works. And it's one more... Like, if I pause right... I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. What are your pronouns? That gets a pop. Now and then? That gets a bigger pop. And that is... That's because of Jason Halsey. And <laughs> and the, uh, the, t- the tagging Olympics or whatever it were. I have to take a deep breath and say that I live in Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> Excuse me. And every day I am inundated by information about the upcoming midterm elections. So much so that I almost, out of psychological reactance, don't want to vote. But then I remember and think about and consider all the people who have sacrificed so tremendously to give me and people like me and people not like me the right to vote. And how it would discredit their honor. It would discredit their contribution, sacrifice to not vote. But not voting, and I'm going to vote, but not voting is the easiest way to reject the system, right? It's also fucking lazy, I know. It's kind of like suicide. (laughs) It's the strongest way to reject the system, but uh, it's not respected by anyone. Every day I am bombarded with text messages phone calls, junk mail, telling me Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock. And it's a, it's a lot to take. The junk mail is so overwhelming, if I haven't said this, that my daughter now knows when we go to the mailbox, you immediately go to recycling. Because nothing ever really comes in the mail. Here in the United States of America, we are in perpetual, and I don't know if it's been like, it doesn't feel like it's been like this forever. We are in perpetual election cycle. Like we can't take fucking three years, five years, four weeks off of it, off from it. It's relentless. It's unending. It highlights some of the worst people, the worst impulses 
in the human psyche. And it just never gives us a fucking break. We get maybe a day and a half around Thanksgiving, similarly in late December. And then it's just back to hate, 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 fuck you, fuck you. It's too much. It's out of control and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The American, the new, instead of the American flag, the symbol for America should be a finger pointing. <laughs> it should be two people pointing at each other, blaming one another for their problems, except they each represent the, the divide in the United States of America. It's sad and childish and big business, I know. And you have to vote. You have to vote. If you don't, you're, like I said, you're disrespecting the contributions of the people that came before you. But boy, oh boy, is it hard. It was like when I voted, I voted for Hillary. I remember talking about it on the podcast, I thought. I voted for Hillary, and I still felt unclean doing it. It was clearly the right thing. I didn't want to contribute to... Uh, further kleptocracy and nationalism and oh boy but it's a, it's a it's a don't we have bigger fish to fry i guess and the answer is i am not adapting well to the environment because people care a lot about this shit people are obsessed people put signs multiple i have neighbors with four, five, six, seven signs in their yard. You've heard me talk about the neighbor across the street who, have a, who has a sign that says, regulate guns, not women. Which I'm on board with, but like, why not both? <laughs> We're losing our marbles in this country. And I just... I, maybe it's Gen X, maybe it's... Uh, I have a kid. I'm invested in the future, but I'm so disengaged because I feel like it's a different. There's a different game being played than I'm playing. <laughs> That's the privilege. It's not necessarily the privilege because the fight and the right thing is still in me, but caring about something enough, caring about a, a, a grievance, feeling like I was fucked over so much that I'm going to break into the house of the Speaker of the House of Representatives and fucking beat the shit out of her 90,000-year-old husband with a tire iron I just can't connect with. I get it. These are insane people doing insane things. And it's all Zuckerberg, isn't it? <laughs> This guy broke into, I, I, I don't even know the story. I just know Nancy Pelosi has been on, you know, a certain set. She's the new Hillary Clinton. It's coincidental that she's female, isn't it? Probably just coincidental. <clears throat> you heard me. You, it's not me being an ally. It's me being a girl dad. It's not me being, me being an ally. The world hates women, and it seems like the world really hates women with power. I don't know that there is venom 
Well, of course there is, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't seem there's like venom for that exists for Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi that exists for a male, but the venom that people have for Donald Trump is 10 times. <laughs> You're right, MAGA. I, I just I had to talk myself through it. You're right. So maybe it's not about men and women. But it sure feels like it because, let's face it, no, uh, no one tried to kidnap a Democratic male governor, right? It had to be a woman that you maniacs in Michigan and tried to kidnap. I don't know. I don't know what they did. It, they, you know, what they were doing. They were using sticks to draw up plays in the sand, in the dirt. Okay, you go, or, or on a chest. All right, you go, you run out five yards, cut to the right, and I'll throw you the ball, or I'll fake you the ball, and then you uh, do do like a uh, out and up. I'm disconnected because I I just it's fucking insanity. This guy Herschel Walker, I'm not gonna talk about him. And I get it. The support for him is not about him. It's about the others. It's about repudiating and hating the other side. Is any of this making sense? And I said I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it out loud. I'm not going to talk about it. But just gently look at some of the things some of the platforms that people are running on. I don't know. I, I, I'm sucked. They, they pull me in. I don't fucking care. It makes me not want to vote. I'm going to vote. I'm going to feel unclean about it. I don't know. It's just wild. It's just wild, this country now. It's sort of what I told you at the beginning of of getting my act together. We're we're in this uh this fascist moment. Aren't we? This total I don't know, totality. I don't really know what totalitarian means. I just like to I like to speak in threes. We're in this fascist moment. The Jews are responsible for the fucking liberals like the bankers, whatever it is. The, the cops, <laughs> the, the good guys in this country are cops and, and what? The people who, the Supreme Court who tells us what we can't do? We're the law and order that's that's fascism. It's just a weird and I get it, dude. I know and this is this is not really going anywhere and you're welcome to listen to me. Not leave, please don't leave. <laughs> Trust on Friday morning I looked before I started recording this podcast tonight. Coming up this Friday, I have the whole morning clear. It's going to be sunshine and coffee and engaging podcast uh content 
I think we need to slow down more. Like I just did when I said I'm not going to talk about Herschel Walker. I'm not going to talk about politics. I think we need to slow down more and look at what the fuck are we actually talking about? What are we actually doing here? And as soon as we start talking about it, like, well, we all live in this house in the United States of America and the world and it seems like it's burning down. And many of us feel we should, uh, fire is caused by this. And many others of us feel like the fire is caused by this. And instead of, you know, collaborating and putting out the fire, we are standing inside the house, pointing the finger at one another as it burns down. Why? Because of profit, I guess. I guess. Profit? Religion? Profit and profit pH. Profit and religion. Again, this is this why you... <laughs> I don't want to say this is why you listen to it, but maybe why you occasionally stop by. I'm just exploring the space here. We need to slow... Let's imagine you're standing at home plate. You have a bat in your hand like the great Tony Gwynn, and you, and the pitch is coming at you. You want to slow the ball down visually so you can see the seams on it, so you can react. I feel like we're not seeing the seams. Like the baseball is going 5,000 miles an hour, and we just keep swinging the bat like we're swinging at a pinata. Sometimes we hit it, candy falls out. Other times we miss, and we fall down and end up on our ass. not a way that's not a that's not a strategy that's not a vision or an execution of a strategy I don't know because I was greatly inspired by the power of people by the by the power of individuals taking to the streets in 2020 in the wake of the killing of George Floyd. And at that time, it seemed like people had slowed the ball down and said, this is bullshit. This is what we're talking about all the time. It's cop, cop, cop. Every TV show is cops. Every event is police support. And this is really not about the cops. It's about sort of simplifying things and being safe or unsafe in your in your mind. So I feel like that slowed the ball down. And then quickly the ball started spinning again as soon as the NFL... And the players, but the NFL started playing football again. It Everything went back to, quote, normal. 
I don't remember it perfectly, but I still think, and by the way, don't listen to that fucking atrocious podcast called Booing Unity. <laughs> I think it was the second one, Booing Unity. It was terrible. I was just like sad and ranty and not being able to do stand-up comedy. But maybe I found just a touch of the voice of the podcast at the end when I realized, oh, yeah, just talk shit about Philadelphia. So that collective action signaled slowing down the ball to me, right? Slowing down the baseball so you can see the seams, so you can put the bat on it and make progress getting on base, moving the runners across. And you know what? That, and I suppose this is why you vote, even as cheesy as that sounds, that was the antidote to what we'd been told. That you know what? And and of course, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, right? Like some people where there are no cops and no police brutality in these rare places in the United States of America, they had kids out in the streets protesting too just because it's what they saw on Instagram, whatever. But they were doing it. But the people slowed down the ball despite the big money, despite the big media, despite the fucking president of the United States calling them bastards and traitors and terrorists and literally snatching them off the streets and putting them in vans and taking them away. All right, dude, this is a fucking podcast. <laughs> what are we doing, USA? Probably will not be the podcast uh, on Friday. We need to slow the seams down and have a conversation. And as soon as it gets political, anybody who wants to... All right, that's going to be absolutist. I don't want to do that. I just want to talk with people who don't want to point fingers. Can we do that? Can we have agency? Can we have self-determination? The United States of America right now feels like, like I said, forget the U.S. flag that so many have given so much for and the flag that has caused so many others such pain and sorrow. But I feel like the flag should be replaced with, on one side, a figurine. Is this my merch? <laughs> one person pointing a finger at the other. USA. And what color is it going to be? Well, it's not going to be black and blue, because that's a violation of the flag code. But that should... All right, dude. You've been kind enough to listen to see if this was going to go anywhere. And all I'm asking is that you uh, tune in the podcast on Friday. Because like the last one, it'll be... Like this one, it'll be better than the one that preceded it. All right. Thank you and have a great night.